Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to week 18 of 2022. Pam's going to let us know all about the first week of May, starting Monday, May the 2nd, and I will be back um, at the end of the week with our meditation. All right, May 2nd. I hope you all weathered that eclipse we had last week. It... um, yeah, and the the piece about the eclipse, as I was talking last week, is that I really did believe and do believe it's a good setup for uh, what it is we want to roll out, create, make happen in a very fertile and focused way. So now we're in the juice of it. The piece of it that we want to look at a bit is that Mercury is going to be going retrograde still a few days out. And so we're, we're not going to belabor that at this point. It actually doesn't go retrograde until next week. But, of course, for people who are very mercurial types, uh, writers, uh, HTML people, communication people, Mercury retrograde is a real bummer because it seems as though everything is not moving at the speed of light, which is what people who are very Geminian or have a lot of air in their horoscope, even fire, they they like to move with an alacrity that goes along with uh, synapses of the brain and verbal exchange and The piece about what we're in now, which is the shadow energy, some people call it the storm, as Mercury starts to slow down before it seems to go backwards from our perspective, is that we have to be even more careful with how things are communicated. And those who listen regularly hear me say, in general, that's a really good idea because one of the seductions in the interactive world in which we live is you get an idea and you shoot it out. And that's not always the best cooked idea. Half-baked has a reason why it's not considered the best way to serve food. So with that in mind and the fact that the moon is in the waxing cycle, let's pay attention to what it is we're creating, how we're delivering it, and how we communicate thoughts to one another about what it is we're building and hoping to make happen. So on May 2nd, the moon goes void, of course, at 6.13 a.m., 
And for early risers, this is a really juicy, delicious morning to keep pounding out and making happen everything that you want to put out into the world. Some people will be clicking away on their computers. Other people might be sitting in a meditative spot and envisioning how the rose is going to bloom. However you want to do it, the idea is to vision, think in terms of who do you bring to the party to create the beauty you want to leave and add into the world. Because the more we think in terms of creating beauty and harmony in the world, the more we diffuse and soften all the disharmony we hear around us. Disharmony is uh, very easy to create. Any child, you give a metal spoon and an overturned pot, and that child knows how to create a lot of cacophony and disharmony. But to do things that have a softer, more finesse delivery that creates something that actually is quite beautiful to share, that requires collaborative effort. Whether you do it alone or you do it with a group of people, you are working in symphony with what it is you want to create and make happen. So as the moon goes forward, of course, at 6.13 a.m., it is void very shortly, a little over a half hour, and then it enters Gemini at 6.47 a.m. Now, all the times I give are Eastern time, so please adjust depending on where you are on the planet. Once the moon is in the sign of Gemini, it is still in the waxy moon cycle, so we're still building. We're still building on what ideally was a very earthy, solid foundation that we laid down. Remember, the moon, new moon was in the sign of Taurus. So what we're building on with that moon in Gemini is we're building on, again, layering more effective communication. One thing about when Mercury goes retrograde, and as I said, now we're in the shadow energy. One thing about it is that it really teaches us, if we're paying attention, it teaches us how to chew on ideas, deliver a message with more effectiveness. And so when you think in terms of new moon and Taurus, Taurus is, uh, it's an earth sign. It's also a fixed sign. It is the most tenacious of earth signs. And that's saying a lot if you know a Capricorn. <laughs> but Taurus has the stick to itiveness, uh, sometimes to a fault, to stay with something to the point where it, it, it is able to really get to a point of blossoming and growing. And so with the moon in Gemini, with how this is traveling, one of the things that it's indicating as I look at it is that Venus enters Aries. I should mention that also on Monday. So that's a fire sign. So things start to quicken. People want to move faster. They're like, oh, I love that idea. Let's run with it. Let's take it. And what about this? And what about that? And what about here? And that's, that's the danger over, well, not like blinking light danger, but 
the um, the thing that could get you off the rails or sidetracked that happens over uh, most of Monday into Tuesday and, uh, yeah, pretty much Wednesday. And so what's happening is a lot of ideas are flying in. And look at this. How about that? Well, I really wanted to do this. And so all this stuff is coming in. And it's really valuable to kind of talk it out, see, you know, hear the forum, but stay on the initial whatever it is you're working on. And because the waning uh, waxing moon cycle is early on, there's a value to these ideas coming in. And with Mercury retrogrades coming up, some of these ideas actually may come back and be things that we really want to look at and consider. But it's not valuable to get too off track early on the game. The more important thing is let's make sure the foundation is rock solid. I've got to call this guy back. I've got to pursue this. Where's the money coming from? All the aspects that you need to look at in order to make sure the longer term goal is really going to come to fruition and, and um, happen, unfold in the way you would like it to. On Tuesday, similar energy, what I've been talking about, one of the things to be on heightened awareness of is some tempers will be incredibly short in the morning. So if you have a short fuse coworker or spouse or person in your family or person in your life or even it's not anyone you know, but suddenly somebody in a car or on the street or in mass transit is um, losing it. The best advice is don't engage, diffuse, don't, don't throw oil on the fire. Because uh, the tempers are short. People will say things that they will regret. Um, and they they basically are well. They'll regret if they if they care or have a conscience. <laughs> but the the piece is that it's best not to fuel the fire in these situations and recognize that tempers are short and some people are moving faster than they're really paying attention to where everything needs to go. So be on high alert if you're driving, if you're moving around in the world. Um, be aware that not everybody is operating with full focus and consciousness. The rest of the day, once we pass that late morning aspect, the rest of the day is pretty much a lively day, a lot going on. Um, Lots of, there'll be lots of activity in the financial world. Uh, where it goes, don't ask me. I'm not a financial astrologer. I just, I pay attention to it all, but I certainly wouldn't speculate with it. But um, it is a very high activity, high, high roller kind of day for people who actually know how to do that sort of thing. But 
the other aspect I would say is that just know that there's a lot of tempting looking things and no one has enough information at this point in time. So on Wednesday, similar energy as I spoke about earlier, make sure that everything is well communicated, understood, especially with uh, anything that is a longer-term endeavor, although short-term endeavors, it's maybe even arguably more important that everyone knows what the other is doing when something needs to come to pass. So Wednesday is a... Um, Wednesday, I mean, none of these days are necessarily bad. Uh, the important thing is what is your overall goal of not only the day whatever the project is you're doing, what your long-term vision is with how you are using the energy that's put at hand. These few days that I've been talking about can be very fun days, a lot of exchange, a lot of conversation. Where it goes, though, is needs to be anchored in something that has a longer-term vision. And whether that's happening or not has all to do with intention and what was set up before. So one thing to notice on uh, Wednesday is when the moon goes void, of course, at 4.37 p.m., then those, we have about two and a half hours where it's kind of like, whoa, you know, a lot, uh, like, uh, how even to begin to say that. So the moon enters Cancer at 7.05 p.m. So prior to when the moon en enters Cancer, and it's been void, of course, since 4.37 p.m., I would say just kind of organize things, Clean out your email catch. Pay attention to what you're doing, though, because you can be multitasking, but you want to make sure you know the consequences of what you do. We cannot forget we are in that uh, Mercury slowing down energy. And in general, it's good advice. <laughs> but uh, once the moon enters Cancer, now we're in lovely, lovely fecund energy that works really beautifully at this uh, particular lunar cycle. We want to be aware that there's a picture in the sky between Moon and Venus that happens in the later evening on this night. And so it's not a big deal, except some of us are born with Moon-Venus challenges, so squares or oppositions. And uh, what that means is that our orientation to what takes care of our needs and what it is we love sometimes is a little um, not in alignment. So for, I mean, it can be really interesting for people who are involved in arts and creativity and uh, cooking or things like that because what it does for a person who has a creative spin on it all is, wow, let me put that with that. Whereas a lot of people would be like, that does not go with that. But if a person puts this unusual combination together and they actually have an eye and they know how to make it sing, 
it's amazing. <laughs> and it, it totally changes taste or how people do home or fashion or whatever. But the classic alignments are like, oh, you know, chamomile and lavender and all these things just kind of go together just beautifully. And not everybody's born with that. They might like chamomile and lavender, but wow, let's put a little cayenne in it. So it's what I what I'm setting up here is when the moon is in hard opposition, uh, hard geometric picture with Venus in the sky. For a lot of people, it's not even noticeable. For people who are born with those kind of aspects, it can be. Oh, I asked him to do this, and he hasn't done this. Or why? does she always make me feel like that? And so it passes very quickly. Um, it's a cloud. It's passing by. Do not get hung up in it because there's so much good gravy over the next couple of days that I would say that if this happens to you and there's a wrinkle on this particular evening, just kind of take note of it okay it passed it happened and just know oh so what am I going to give myself to feel really good oh I know chamomile lavender tea with a little cayenne I mean whatever it is that that makes you feel loved that's what you're going to give yourself that evening or uh Thursday May 5th because that's the message that happens when this hard configuration is the sky, in the sky for those of us who were born with those moon-venus challenges. It's a regular reminder. Are you giving yourself what you love? Are you giving yourself what you need? It's not necessarily what everyone tells you is what's going to feed you in that way. So really, really, really lovely, juicy energy. Just utilize it well. So on Thursday the 5th, uh, we have that moon in Cancer. It's Cinco de Mayo, which I will tell you, as someone who lives in Mexico, is no big deal to Mexicans. It's just a marketing thing in the States, like Mother's Day. So enjoy the food, if that's what you do. <laughs> but uh, there are much more important holidays in Mexico than Cinco de Mayo. The other thing to note that's happening over the, this period is a Sun-Uranus alignment, and we may see things in world news. Uh, it's kind of like anything can happen. So when anything can happen, we want to make sure, once again, seatbelt is fastened. We know where we are and who we're with, and we know what we're aiming for. But overall, um, the fifth... And the sixth look like very good days to me for continuing to build on the dream, 
for the welcoming in good fortune and opportunity into your hearts and mind and community because so much can blossom and happen as we work with this very, very charged energy. I mean, many of you may have noticed it. There's been a lot popping, a lot of like things happening where things feel a little out of sync to me. It's like a little whacked. It's certainly partly because of the eclipse, and then we've got more coming in May. And what that signifies is that we are getting shown alternate doorways or ways we can enter. And when things seem so askew or upside down, then... There are different ways to deal with it. You can sit and moan and hope everything goes right side up again. Or you can say, well, how can I get reoriented? Or maybe put the door on the, in a different place. Or how can we work with what is? Because if you keep thinking you're going to be able to work with what was, you're only going to be disappointed. So let's work with what is and what we want it to be. That is the energy that's available to us at this point in time. So the moon goes void, of course, on Saturday the 7th at 6.26 a.m. And once it's void, then we have um, a very short period of time, once again, until it enters Leo. So this early morning very juicy, lovely. I would just actually with the moon and cancer, I would just kind of get into a lovely meditation, healing work, enjoy your garden, enjoy your partner, enjoy your pet, enjoy, just enjoy, just enjoy the fact that you're alive and what a blessing it is. With the moon in Leo, once that race is in, now we're in fire energy, and we want, to, we want to have lights, camera, action, stuff going on. And a lot of us can absolutely do that. Actually, Saturday looks like a really fun day to me for play, for childlike abandon. Good, good, good stuff. Sunday the 8th is a little more challenged because... Um, uh, some people want to go there and other people want to go here. And you you don't want to fight. You don't want to fight the road in the morning up until about mid-afternoon. Again, there's uh, erratic energy. Pay attention. Not everybody has their head on straight. Uh, and, and just be aware of that. If you do physical stuff. Be very aware of what your body's doing and pay attention to where that ball is going. Um, once we get in the afternoon, uh, yeah, it's still very kind of edgy, bouncy, got to do this, got to do that energy. The most important thing about this day is that you take responsibility, you make a commitment, you pay attention to what you're supposed to do. So if you're a uh, surfer, then you want to make sure that um, whatever it is, you know, where the waves are going, how are the currents, do uh, the lifeguards say it's a good time to do this. Do not 
take risks. Now I turn it over to Susie. Ooh, do not take risks. Yeah, no, not on not on Sunday. You can take you can take um, uh, calculated risks. Once again, you've got your seatbelt on. You know how to surf. You know what you're doing. But you're not going to. Oh, let me go over there with a jagged rock star. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Stay away from the jagged rocks. Absolutely. Okay, okay everyone. Uh, we will take that symbolically as well as physically. So I invite everyone now just to take a few minutes for us to do our little meditation. So just find a place where you can sit in quiet and peace and take a few deeper breaths. Just allow yourself to arrive. And as we arrive, just recognising where we're at, what we're feeling, just taking a few deeper breaths and allowing ourselves to slow down and be present. Be present in this physical body, in this mental landscape, in this emotional realm that we're in and just feeling the simplicity of just being present and if we can just take a moment to simplify everything so simplify anything that's going on in your body Simplify anything that's going on in your mind, in your emotions. And just notice how much we really do complicate ourselves, our lives. So often we hear that, that answer, oh, yeah, it's so complicated. And just notice how much of our life, our conditions, our situation, how complicated they might seem to us. Perhaps another word we can use really is, is, is how interwoven, how interconnected everything is that butterfly effect or that domino effect, the interdependence of everything. And we tend to think of ourselves as being independent, sovereign beings. We tend to think of ourselves as being one unit in this world that interacts with a whole bunch of other units in this world whether it's a spouse, a child, a colleague at work, animals. And we are 
often thinking of ourselves somehow as as like a a cog in a wheel or a part that when it moves then other things move or when I'm in a bad mood it affects everybody else or when I'm in a good mood it affects everybody else or when I do this then everybody is fed or when I do this then everybody receives the instructions. So we see ourselves as triggers or motivators or inspirers or or beginners of action or we are receiving and continuing on actions. So just have a little simplistic view, just a very simplistic view of how I am a part of something. How am I a part of this world? How am I a part of all of the things that are going on? How am I a part of this interaction? And one might think that I'm not, that I'm separated, that I'm a sovereign field, but the very fact that we're alive, that we uh, are paying for electricity, uh, that we buy gas for our cars, that we wear clothes, that we eat, that we communicate, we are always an interwoven piece of this entire world. And we are deeply interconnected with all that is here through various layers, through various degrees, degrees of being. And our being actually does influence many things in the world, many things around us, just as we are influenced. So just take a moment to feel that interconnectedness. You can almost like imagine yourself as a thread in a giant carpet. And as you move in that thread, then you affect everything around you. Just feel that interconnectedness. And it might come too with the feeling of being responsible, perhaps even overwhelmed with responsibility. But it's definitely something that we are needing to be more and more aware of and how our decisions affect not just the small microcosm within which we live, but the macrocosm, the greater landscape of Earth. And as you take a few deeper breaths, feeling that interconnectedness, that I am a part of this greater organism, of the greater organism of life, of humanity on our planet, of consciousness in the universe, which probably has 
millions and gazillions of other life forms. And feel yourself not as like one small drop in the ocean of all of this, but as one important interactive part, as one thread of consciousness that is completely interconnected in a part of all that is and that is affected by and affects all that is. And from this place we can see perhaps our life, definitely the world at large in a different way. And we can see that all of our thoughts, all of our ideas, all of our feelings, all of our actions do actually play out in the world. Even the ones that we keep top, top secret they're all a part of this entire infinite universe. So, of course, we do our very, very best to always be authentic and to bring the very best to this world with our choices, with our words, with our actions. We know that Every single thing we do, every breath we take is always contributing to the whole, to all, to all of the world. So we take a nice, big, deep breath and we just take a moment to remember that to remember that we are always a part, always a part of this great interconnected conscious field. And as we take a few deeper breaths, as we increase our awareness, as we increase our understanding, knowing that every single time we take a breath, we have a thought, we are able to contribute to the highest good of all beings in every way. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Pam, and we'll see you next week. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinelle of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.